it's me again. And uh, did someone just hear? Did someone just? I'm sure I heard someone go, oh, like that. Settle in, we've got a good half an hour. Bernard gave me 10 minutes, but he has more faith than I do. I love Christmas. Do you love Christmas? It's good, isn't it? I really like it. They said that there's different stages of uh, Christmas. I've heard that said, uh, especially for a man. And not being sexist, you'll realise this when, uh, when I say what I'm about to say. But first of all, you, you get born and you believe in Father Christmas. And then you sort of grow up a little bit and you, you might not believe in Father Christmas. Um, then you have kids and you become Father Christmas. <laughs> and with the current trends in beards, which I, can, I can't grow any, um, you look like Father Christmas. <laughs> And I like a joke at Christmas like the best of them. I've got some jokes so we can make a start and I can get your attention. What did Santa do when he went speed dating? He pulled a cracker. <laughs> How did Mary and Joseph know Jesus' weight when he was born? Away in a manger. Very good. <laughs> Very good. You're going to know this one. I think I've done this one before. What did Adam say the day before Christmas? It's Christmas Eve. Come on. (laughs) This is a good one. What happened to the man who stole an advent calendar? He got caught. I gave him 25 days. (laughs) And, of course, we've all loved the whole uh, thing that's been called Brexit. And um, we can see maybe a little bit of a way forward. But we're having a Brexit Christmas dinner. No Brussels. (laughs) There it is. That's all I've got. It's good, it's good to have fun, but I want to get a little bit serious tonight about the true message of Christmas. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He, he pointed to himself. He wasn't ashamed of that. Um, he would have known that God in the Old Testament, asked, when asked who he was, he said, I am. And when Jesus comes out of all the I am sayings, I am the bread of life, I am the true vine, I am the Alpha and the Omega, all those things, he said, I am the light of the world. He pointed to himself using the term I am because he's saying he was and is God. And tonight we're singing carols and we're hearing readings, uh, which is the Word of God from the Bible. It's the Word of God. And I want to go back to when the Word of God was heard by the shepherds. And Toby uh, read the passage earlier from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. So I'm not going to read it again because I will try and keep on time. But we're t- let me recap the story. We're told the shepherds were living out in the fields. The glory of God shines all around them. They're really, really afraid. Um, But the angel appears and says, well, don't be afraid. I'll bring you good news. And we want to sort of try and remind ourselves what the good news is because people around Christmas time get a little bit confused. Do you notice that? They get confused. Um, Was it, I bring you good news of stress? No. We can be a little bit pantomime now. You You can call out, okay? Okay. Was it, I bring you good news of arguments? No. Was it, I good... This is my favourite... This is my favourite. This gets said a little bit now. Ian, we've got good news. We can get to Lakeside or Blue Water an hour early before even the shops open. <laughs> Why is that attractive? Did he bring that good news? No. no, definitely not that one. Did he bring the good news of being able to go to the supermarket and buying 30 days' worth of food because the shops are going to be closed for one whole day? <laughs> no, no. Did he bring good news of debt? What do you mean, yes? Who said yes? <laughs> Spending too much. Or sorrow. No, he didn't. He said, I bring you good news that will cause great joy 
Great joy for all the people. A saviour has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The Messiah, it means, uh, it's Hebrew for uh, uh, anointed one. Uh, The Greek word is Christos, the Christ. It means the same thing. It means the anointed one, the one that the whole Old Testament prophesied about. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And people, some people don't like this. Uh, They don't like saying Happy Christmas. They're quite willing to join in the celebrations. But there's Happy Holidays. Have you noticed that? See, happy holidays. We don't like that. It's happy Christmas. Even some schools in Essex, I've been told recently, have been directed um, to not say the baby Lord Jesus, even though we've sung it. They shouldn't say Lord, they said. It offends people. You see? It offends people. But the fact is, it's the truth. And we've just sung that. It's the Lord Jesus. And we're not worried, uh, and I'm not worried too much this evening, if that's offensive, because it's the truth. It's the truth as recorded in the Bible. And the shepherds, once they heard uh, this news that that we heard earlier, they wanted to go to Bethlehem to check it out. And the fact is, that's a good thing to do. They wanted to check out what what this news was. Was it true? Was it really something that's happening? And so often nowadays, people don't want to check it out. They just take the truth for whatever they want it to be. They find it to be true, and then they told others. They were so excited, they had to tell other people. They ended up glorifying and praising God, we're told, for all the things they'd heard and seen. And when we think of the shepherds, you might think uh, in the nativity plays where you get the clean-cut, respectable image that you see uh, the manger scene every year. But if you were a shepherd in Palestine at that time, you would have laughed at that description. The priests then considered them to be unclean, because they lived in fields and they didn't attend services at the temple. They weren't allowed to give testimony in court because no one trusted them. The shepherds around that time, you could say, were the wanderers, the drifters of society. People didn't trust them. They had shady reputations. But in this account, as low as they might have been thought of by their society, we're told it's to them that the angel appears and gives this message, one of joy, a saviour has been born. There were no gifts uh, that evening, no lights, no party on that first Christmas Eve. The lowly shepherds were working the night shift, but they felt a sense of joy that most people today can only dream about. On the outside, it didn't look like they had much that night. But on that first Christmas, they were the richest, happiest people in the world because they knew that God had sent a saviour even to them. And in the past, before I was a Christian, I could relate, I think, to those shepherds, and sometimes I still can. And I wonder deep down this evening, you and I uh, could be one of those shepherds. We might try to hide behind our nice clothes and our nice houses. Nothing wrong with them, but we might try to hide behind them. We're very modern with our mobile phones and computers, and on the outside, we act like we don't really need God or a saviour or anything to do with it. But deep down... We're like those shepherds. We have our fears and our worries. Perhaps at times you felt like outcasts outcasts, in your lives. For many, deep down, if they really told the truth, they're relieved when Christmas is over. Now they don't have to pretend to be so joyful. But tonight, I wonder if we can picture ourselves sitting in the field. The angel speaks to us this evening. And he's telling us, like he told them then, because it's in the word of God, that a saviour has been born to you, which means God cares about you, every single one of you. He loves you so much that he sent his son to be your saviour. And often at Christmas time we see the baby, don't we, lying in the manger, lying in the manger, looking so helpless. But don't be put off by how lowly Jesus was in the manger. That baby is God's gift to you. That baby is God in disguise. 
And he comes to this earth to do something for you. Around 33 years later, after he's born, the Christ makes himself even more lowly because he goes to the cross for you. He does it all for you. And this is how God saves your soul. This is how God brings you peace. It all starts here, Christmas time, at the manger. Never think, any of you, that you're too lowly, that you're too sinful, which means you've done too much wrong, and that God couldn't possibly care about you, because he does. He really does. Look at the gift that God gives us at Christmas. A saviour takes all of your wrongdoings away. He might be wrapped in the swaddling clothes, but it is the gift of eternal life. He is Christ the Lord. And it's there, when you really realise that, that you find the joy that goes beyond the Christmas season. And it's true that you can find a lot of pleasure, and I do, in the giving and receiving of gifts, or decorating the tree, or gathering with family and friends, or the eating and drinking. But there's a deeper joy, a joy that lasts when all those things fade away. To know that God came down to this earth in the form of a lowly child, that's where we find the joy that lasts. To know that this child is your saviour from your wrongdoings, no matter how lowly you are, how bad you've been, no matter how young or old you are, you have a God who has sent his son to save you. Jesus, when he grew up, he said there is no condemnation now for those in Christ Jesus, as recorded by the Apostle Paul. Jesus said, I didn't come into the world to condemn it, I came to save it. He is Christ the Lord, and that's where you find joy, the kind of joy that God gives. It's been said that at Christmas time we receive presents that maybe we don't really need, while God offers us a gift we cannot do without. So this Jesus, who pointed to himself and said, I am the light of the world, and we sung that, just sung that song, lovely song that Katie wrote, Light Among the Darkness. And you can see this room is quite dark, but you can see all the lights lighted up. And as Christians, we're, it's the one I am saying that he gives um, the identification to Christians as well. He never says to him, you're the bread of life, or you're the true vine, or you're the beginning and the end. But he does say, you're the light of the world, and we're supposed to shine in a dark world. And I guess my only reaction when I found out this for the first time, I had to do as the, the carol that we sung earlier in the bleak midwinter, what can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what can I give him? I give him my heart. And when I did that, for the first time, that's where I found the peace and the joy and the belonging. And we're going to sing uh, a carol uh, in a few seconds. Hark the herald angels sing. And it says in there, born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. And what that means is, in John chapter 3, where Nicodemus goes and speaks to Jesus, and he said about a man must be born again. It's where we get this term, born again. It's a spiritual birth. And everybody needs to be born again. You're physically born but you need to be spiritually born in Christ. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a famous Christian of the last century. He was um, executed by the Nazis for standing up against them. He's a, a really good church leader. And he said this, We are no longer alone. God is with us. We are no longer homeless. A bit of the eternal home itself has moved into us. Therefore, we adults can rejoice deeply within our hearts under the Christmas tree. Perhaps more than the children are able, we know that God's goodness will once again draw near. Years ago, um, I did offer my heart to God. Um, 
uh, Upminster Baptist Church. That's in Upminster. But I got baptised here when I really, really committed. In fact, there's a, there's a big hole under there which we fill up with water. And we got, I got baptised here. And um, it was really important to me to have that happen because that was truly offering my heart back to God. And I just wonder tonight whether of the things you've heard and seen or heard me say, um, you could offer your heart tonight if you haven't already done so. Because Jesus came for you. No matter how bad you've been or good you've been, um, it really doesn't matter. He came for you. For God so loved the world, he sent his one and only son for you. It's very, very personal. And he offers himself for you. He's saying that I love you. I died for you. I'll take your guilt. I'll take your shame instead of you. It's the only faith that says it's done. All the others talk about you've got to do, do, do. This is done. And the cry of the cross was, it is finished. And he offers forgiveness and reconciliation with God, which is only where the true peace can be found, because you were created to know him. So I'm going to pray a prayer now. And if you want, you can repeat it. And if you don't want to, just don't. Uh, But it's a prayer of commitment in case you want to make that commitment, because some people say, well, I want to respond, and I'm not sure how to. And so, so to respect everybody, if you could just... Bow your heads and close your eyes. And I'm just going to say these lines. And if you want to repeat them, I'll leave a space. Not repeat them out loud. You can do this in your heart. um, And I will just leave a gap. But basically what you're doing is you're offering God back to him, which is already his. He created you for a reason. And you really should belong to him. So I'm going to pray this prayer. And if you pray it, um, then come see us after. Or sign up for one of our Alpha courses. You'll see the leaflets um, in the foyer. You can either sign up or just email, and as soon as we've got enough people, we'll run these as often as we need to. So let's just bow our heads and pray. And if you want to repeat the words, uh, repeat them. Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong. Maybe think about some of those things in, in your minds. Please forgive me. I turn from all I know is wrong. Thank you that you died on a cross for me, paying the price for me, so that I can be forgiven and set free. I receive that gift now. Come into my life by your Spirit, to be with me forever. Amen. God bless you all.